Hello and welcome to the Wasting Time podcast. This is episode ten. Uh, this week we have got some news about the fest lineup. Uh, we've got some news from Bad Ideas. We're going to discuss the new releases from Moose Blood and Western Settings, and then we're going to talk about vinyl at the end. But before that, I think we need some introductions. Hello, I'm Chris. Hello, Chris. I'm Hi. Darren. Uh, and this week our guest is Dan Bond from Myelin. What's good, Dan? What's Hi. up, Dan? Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. Thanks for coming here. Uh, right, so let's just get into the news. Um, bad ideas. They announced they were splitting up. Uh, or they have split up. Do you think we had anything to do with that? Uh, <laughs> what, do you think out of you, they heard it and they were like, oh, I just can't cope anymore? Well, I was very positive. I think we were all quite positive yeah, about, the, about that it. song they sent yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they've um, after five years... Before the album was even released, they recorded it last year and they were trying to find someone to put it out, I think, but that didn't happen. Mm. So they just put it up in Bandcamp. Um, Thoughts, opinions? Um, Very disappointed. Uh, No, hang on, just disappointed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Because I I wasn't aware of them before we got sent the the song, and I loved the song, and uh, the album's decent. Uh, and never really got to see him out of laziness on my part because I try not to go south of the river for anyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is reasonable which is reasonable yeah. Um, so yeah no disappointed and uh, sort of read the press release they gave on why it sounded like it was mainly from was it the singer like the one guy yeah, yeah Sam uh, I think he, he he kind of just had enough from the sound yeah that's the impression I got um, there's not an awful lot of detail it's kind of just like one of those points in my life and I've had enough yeah Dan have you come across this band before yeah um, we stayed at Sam's place a couple of times when we were on tour oh yeah Um, he's a cool guy Um, so yeah I'm pretty sad about that I was kind of no I I guess kind of expecting them to hit the big time a little bit really just sort of never sort of never happened you know it's like catchy and you know sort of had all the right ingredients and stuff but uh yeah, it was, yeah, it's a shame they've they've called it in. I had to listen to some of the record actually. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah no, I've not had a chance to listen to it. Yeah. I dug it. Um, it kind of happens though, isn't it? Like, uh, th- there's another band that I forget the name of, kind of like an emo band, and um, from Peterborough, I forget the name. But I was never a fan, but I was following what they were doing because it's kind of local to where I'm from originally. What what sort of era was this? <clears throat> not that long ago, man. Maybe like four, three years ago. And yeah, they, they were doing quite well, good fan base and all that. And they were on; they'd even got on Radio One through their own back, so they hadn't been on a label. Yeah. So it's like their big push, and they'd been a band for five, six years, something like that. Similar sort of time to these guys. Did their big push, you know, a couple of music videos and stuff. And then when it didn't really kick on, just like that was it. Like their yeah. big, their big thing yeah. was a bit of radio play, but. No, I, I suppose when that happens, it's. You're, I guess. I guess that's that's it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it. If you've stopped having fun and like you've done this big push, then it makes sense, you know. If, if you sure. if you're willing to like take a step back and just think, okay, well, maybe this band isn't going to be what we thought it it could have been, but mm. we still enjoy it and stuff. We'll do the odd show or whatever. Yeah, I, I guess it depends what you want to be. And exactly. Yeah. If you're set up just, uh, you need you want a major record that deal or some sort of big deal and then it don't you then I guess people get disillusioned and probably burn out by like uh, yeah man but didn't the enemy just sort of uh, 
I think it was the, you know, the big rock, big yeah, rock yeah. band, the enemy. I think yeah. they, just, they just kicked it in. Uh, uh, okay. And they, they pinned the blame entirely on the radio, like not supporting oh, yeah, indie that, and rock. And I was a bit like, yeah, yeah you, that's like 10 years ago, mate. Yeah. So you've got to <laughs> just fucking move with, what's, yeah. the, what's the policy on swearing? Oh, yeah. Swear what you want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was pretty lame. I was like, there's a lot of people that still like you. You could probably do a couple of thousand people a night, sure. you know, yeah. as long as you're still enjoying I, the music. Yeah. Like, I'm I've, I've seen bands that have been, that have like been massive like top of the charts top of the like, festival bills and then like three or four years later they're sort of back to playing in front of like a couple of thousand people but they're yeah, still yeah. going out and, and <coughs> enjoying themselves and entertaining and stuff I think with the enemy they fucked up because they slated Radio 1 in an interview when they were getting Radio 1 play and, uh, <laughs> oh really yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean that'll do it and then, but like my buddy like um, drum techs for the kooks and they're, they're obviously not getting radio play anymore yeah but they're still they're still pretty active aren't they out. Yeah, like oh, really? South America. Like yeah, yeah. Shit, but like against me, did that didn't they? They kind of got massive when they were yeah. on Sire, and then then when that ended, they kind of like, you know, I guess the numbers of people at the shows kind of dropped quite a lot. Mm, yeah, they were kind of doing kind of independent tours and stuff, and then you know they stuck with it, did another good record, and now it's kind of like mm. you know they've carried on. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's pretty pretty weak to just uh, yeah pin it on the radio. I yeah, think. I think it's a bit. I mean, obviously, like, everyone's different and stuff, but I think it's a bit shit to, like, you, you put in all that work and you spend, like, five or six years or whatever and you, you sort of get a bit big and then as soon as, like, that fades away, you just go, oh, fuck it, I'm not going to bother anymore. I guess it's... Because yeah. it's... Uh, cause it's um, however many people, you know, a group of people, it's convincing everyone to carry on with it. Yeah. Well. But you, I would have thought that... I mean, obviously, again, things change while you're while you're in bands. But you go into a band just because you want to make some music. And stuff, well, and then, not everyone does, man. So. Uh, but you think, okay, we've had a modicum of success, and we're still going to be successful. We're just not going to be mm. charting every week like we were for a long time. Yeah, and a lot of bands, like I say, can carry on and do that and seem to do fine with it and are happy with it. A lot of others just don't know. You know, with bad ideas, I imagine I imagine Sam's going to keep playing music because oh, yeah, I can't right? imagine what I, so. I imagine because a lot of dudes do this, don't they? Well, a lot of people do this where they don't know their band kind of flatlines a bit and then they they start a new band and kind of wipe the slate clean. And that's kind mm. of, I guess, what Will did, um, who's now doing Creeper. Yeah, um, yeah. What yeah. was it? Uh, Our time, time down, down here. here. Yeah, yeah. They were pretty cool, but they yeah. sort of felt like. It was obvious when he started Creeper that that was going to be like a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. So I imagine Sam will, Sam will do something, yeah, something else, something cool. I mean, it might be it might be beneficial to all of them at the end. I mean, but. I don't want to, but not having Pitbull on the record probably. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have Pitbull. Yeah. Not not enough guest vocalists is that the? No, just Pitbull. Just Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Uh, Good, bands good, playing. Oh, shut up. Good, good luck to all of them in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We liked what you did, and yeah. it's a shame. So, yeah, so, we never so, know. They might do a, a reunion in yeah, a few years. Sharp, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Fest, uh, some bands for the Fest. So, so I'm going to do what Mike Herrera did. So those who don't know what Fest is. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He was good like that. He showed us up, didn't he? Uh, kind of like Blue Peter presented. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So Fest is obviously the uh, three-day-long punk festival in uh, Gainesville, Florida. And now I know. In October. There you go. Uh, it's been going for, is it 15 years, I think? 
I mean, this is Fest 15, so I'm yeah. going to guess that 15 years is the amount of time it's been. That makes sense. It does make sense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I won't go through all of these bands, but just a few from that sort of jump out at me. From the top, uh, Propagandy, Lesson Jake, Strike Anywhere, Off of Their Heads, Latterman uh, doing a little union thing. Cool. Uh, it's bands like Dead to Me, Menzingers, uh, you know, Roswell Kid, Jeff Rosenstock. Uh, bunch of, I mean there's loads here they've, they've announced a lot um, there's room for a, a mile in on there I reckon <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, uh, uh, Dan have you played Fest before yeah I did Fest uh, yeah. oh, shit which one was it I want to say Fest 8 but that seems yeah. like too long ago so um, it would be in 2009 because it's always the numbers before the year it is if that makes sense because okay. it's 15 this year and we're in obviously 2016 All right, yeah no yeah. I think it was Fest 8 um, yeah. yeah it was pretty cool like it was brutally expensive to play for like 25 minutes but um yeah yeah i had a good time was, the exp- was the experience worth it then would you say? Uh, well i sort of turned it into a holiday so i went okay. out about a week early um with emma and we just sort of road trip around florida oh, okay and nice. then i met the rest of the guys um at fest and yeah then we did the gig um which probably worked out for the best because you know we had instruments and us all traveling kind of mm. separate was probably probably a good thing mm. um yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was it was well good. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, everything I've heard about it seems like a fucking riot. Yeah, it seems yeah. pretty decent. J- James speaks highly of it. Mm. Hammers, um, Hammers, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what do we th- what do you think of the the sort of this sort of lineup? This is Jake play it every year, right? Uh, I don't know. Most of these bands play it every year, right? Yeah. I mean, there's only so many punk bands in the world, and there's a lot. On, <laughs> yeah. And this is just the initial announcement. There's got to be about fifty bands. Yeah, here. sure. I mean, I liked a bunch of the bands you listed there. Um, can I just say that Dan's come prepared here with uh, the list of bands announced and these highlighted ones that he's ex- that stand out to him in that list. That would so, go on watch, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Although when when I was at fest, I tried to watch a bunch of bands and I just couldn't get into half of them. What are the just two packs? If there's a band it? you want to watch, you basically got to go there first thing in the morning and just <laughs> really pitch Camp a tent. Out. That's it, yeah. Mm, that's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Yeah, I remember listening to the riot before outside and just uh, yeah, that, that triggered a triggered a pretty serious drinking binge. So, mm. <laughs> um, well, so who have you got on your list then? Uh, I, d- I don't know. I just well. I'd probably go and watch Duckett. One of my favourite things when we were over was watching the British bands, despite right. the fact that we'd sort of seen them probably yeah. like five times that week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember watching like Bangers and Calvin Ball and, you know. Yeah. So that was, my, that was sort of my favourite bit, like watching all the bands that came over from the UK. Because um, all the big bands will come over to the UK and the UK shall be more fun than the one mm. at first, probably. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd definitely go and see the Menzingers. Um, definitely would go and see Captain Masinkin. Um, I was a big fan of their full length. Um, yeah, Drug Church. I've been listening to that record. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm probably just. I probably go and see Latterman, but I wasn't a massive Latterman fan. But I think it'd be cool to. Were they not cool over to here? See it. Sorry, well, they, didn't they play yesterday? That's Tender Defender. Uh, That's the, yeah. the members of. Yeah, right. the members of band. Mm-hmm. Um. I just noticed that there's uh, another couple of bands in here just I was looking through um, Jake oh, yeah. and Jellyfish who are an awesome sort of ska punk band from uh, the UK they're playing and uh, Wonk Unit as well which is 
<laughs> You'll see I put two question marks after one unit. Yeah. I'm, As in, why would you take them to first? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. I think it's a I, bit of an odd one. I, I want to say, I think the first ever show that we played was with them. Probably. I mean, yeah. they, they, they do a lot in London. Right, well, okay. in the UK yeah. as a whole. Um, but they're, they're a weird... They're like a comedy thing. I think that's what he's going for. He's going for, like, outrageous kind of... Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I remember that. Um, but I don't know if it's particularly <clears throat> funny. No. Well, I ain't seen them, I don't think. You have to stay out of that. There's a, there's a Japanese band in this list. two question marks there. <laughs> there's a Japanese band in this list as well called the uh, Caulfield Cult, I think it is. I've just lost it now. Um, but apparently they've got an album out. They emailed us the other day about it. Um, you got to tell us about these things. I did. Yeah, I remember you saying, they said in our press release, yeah. But, I don't know Ghouls. They're from the UK. I don't know them. I've heard of them. How's it spelled? It's in like... G-H-O-U-L-S. Yeah, okay. It's in, mm. yeah. I've heard of them. What's oh, their story? Well. <laughs> You're doing a face. <laughs> I think they're a haircut band. Okay. What like? Uh, I mean, half these bands have got pretty serious haircuts. They know yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> they're not just asking for a short back and sides. Uh, what's got Red City Radio on there? Decent. They're always a excellent, watch. yeah. And uh, like pairs and stuff, and Flatliners. Oh, and Western Settings. So that's two bands we're about to talk about. It's pretty cool. Yeah, mark them as well. Did you? What? Which one? Western Settings or Flatliners? Yeah, yeah, I'd probably yeah. go and watch them. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely want to see Western Settings. Yeah. They're, well, we're going to We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I mean, you've done, Dan's done, you've, neither of you two have been to first, have you? No. I did, um, unfortunately. My um, Scar Rap. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. I don't know where I was going with Is that. it the sort of thing you, you think you would do? Yeah, I definitely. Played first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, actually, sort of save up or not save up and just put it on a credit card or yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. Never pay it off. <laughs> Is yeah. there like an anti fest that happens over here? Uh, possibly I feel like one year there was like an anti-fest really? yeah. like all the bands that sort of like couldn't afford to go sure. in like yeah. Bristol or something that makes sense I'd go to that that'd be way cheaper <laughs> yeah <laughs> is the Bristol I don't know the train Bristol's, Bristol's £9 on the Megabus mate. my is sister it? lives there so yeah I, I, £9 I don't on know the Megabus yeah it's the same amount of time as the train okay so £9 it's on the one time the Megabus is worth it £9 yeah. on the Megabus and we've got somewhere to stay so if this is happening, that's what I don't doing. know if that was an invite. Uh, I've, I've invited us. There's <laughs> plenty of time to organise. I'm actually going there for Dead Punk, uh, which is weekend after next. So that should it? be pretty cool. There's okay. lots of bands that, that was we a cool line up. You, yeah, yeah, not not so much your thing, but there's a lot of good bands playing. Uh, do we know who? Yeah, uh, Are They playing? Okay. Yeah, I think so. They're they definitely the kind of bands. They, they, they were playing. Doe are playing, Narwhals. And Narwhals playing? Uh, yeah, they're, I think them and um, Vinny from the movie life are like the, at the a- top of the bill. ACDC with um, Axel Rose are playing. That's going to be a weird Yeah, they're about halfway. They've already done it at Coachella, haven't they? Oh, oh yeah, 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 of course, that was last weekend. I'll talk about that. What, sorry? It's not very punk rock to talk about. ACDC or Axel Rose. Nah. Guns N' Roses can be pretty punk rock at times. Uh, like, and and that, actually, yeah, yeah, Axel's yeah. very influenced by punk, and they've done a lot of punk covers in their in their time. Yeah, um, and like hair metal's sort of born out of punk. It's like the antithesis to it. Yeah, but it's always a lot of people right now. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think I'm just, I'm just stating facts. 
<laughs> so we don't. I don't Fuck you and your facts. Come on, let's keep moving. <laughs> we don't. Fact, we don't fact check. Right. Uh, so I mean, just briefly, as we've mentioned, Flatliners. Me and Darren went to see Flatliners last night. Mm-hmm. Dingwalls in Camden. Dingwalls. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, well, we found ten pounds on the floor. Yeah, that was good. That was that was a good part of the night. <laughs> okay. no, we, we didn't find ten pounds. We got pointed like below our feet was ten pounds. By we was like stranger. literally stood on it. And then we asked around in like the near vicinity of everyone. Everyone was like, honestly, it's very English, saying, isn't it? Yeah, no, oh, I'd <laughs> yeah, love yeah. to say it's ours, but it's not, and all that. So we're like, oh, buy round then. So if anyone lost the tenor, uh, <laughs> last night, don't get in touch. Um, yeah, what did you think, Darren? Pretty good. Uh, a few technical issues, weren't there? Like yeah, he played like the first two songs. Like it was really just turning around, looking at his amp, and yeah, I don't know. I don't think they turned something on, uh, but the sound weren't great. No, sound, even when I went, because we were sort of stood towards the back, and I thought maybe that was it. But yeah, I, went, you, I went in for a song yeah. and, a, and a bit just to see what it was can like. I, it was can I give you a bit of advice? If you're standing right next to the sound booth, it's going to sound good there more than it will anywhere else in the venue. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah. Which is what I just wanted to see because there were other speakers that were sort of pointing towards the back. But I wasn't it's sure just a wrong. small venue, isn't it? And like, I don't. Think, None of those are really built for ven- as venues, are they? No, Just well, it's like... a comedy club, isn't it, Dingwalls? But they seem to have bands on there a lot. Mm. So Terrible bar service as well. Well, yeah, did it take ages to get served there? Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate oh, that. Those. I fucking hate that. Um, there's a big bar as well. I, don't, I never understood why big bars will only have like two people on serving. Yeah. What I don't understand is, surely your, your business is based around selling as much booze as possible. Yeah. yeah. What, like, so yeah. don't sell like 50 different drinks, sell like four. Yeah. Just be like, we got a beer, we got a wine, we got a gin and tonic. Yeah. And then Don't give got a lemonade, choice. that's it. And they're just sort of lined up and you just take it. Be, be, be more like uh, communist Russia. Don't give anyone a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I want less choice in pasta, sir. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah, that. I like that idea as well. I think we need a, a Lenin-style revolution on, <laughs> on bar service. <laughs> <laughs> but, well... Yeah. Who was opening up last night? Anyone good? Uh, Pale Angels, but we missed them. What did I call them? Uh, Something brilliant. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, man. Even though you say so yourself. <laughs> I reckon it was brilliant. Yeah. It oh, was funny. Yeah. Brilliant. Anyway, I enjoyed it. I had a good night. <clears throat> I just, I th- yeah, just disappointed by the sound. Yeah. No, they, they were... I don't know, like, their whole back catalogue. No. But the ones I wanted them to play, they played. Yeah. What I did, what I did notice was that they, they always. I mean, maybe it's because it was a small stage, but there, there seemed to be room. But they kind of seemed to play very unenthusiastically. Um, I, especially their drummer. It was kind of yeah, like tick, tickling his cymbals, man. Yeah, he just sort of like like he was, he tapped them. You no, know, he was hitting them, but like yeah. it didn't look like he was putting any effort in at all. I, I reckon the three of them are stainers. They're from Canada, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. But yeah. I don't know where the link was there, but um, <laughs> I'm probably bummed out. It took them like four hours to park the van or something. Yeah, yeah. maybe. But no, that just sucks when you because some some days it just doesn't go off. It's just not happening yeah. on stage, and you're just not feeling it. Yeah, I guess. And I, I find it quite easy to recognise that you know when you like watch the band and you're like, yeah. he's pissed. You guys aren't you guys aren't feeling this, and you can just tell. Yeah, maybe, but they do good. Mm. Like yeah, they do good. Colin and people we know are jumping about the front. Colin jumps about at the front for everything, though. Yeah, he jumps about. Please, was, uh, it, was it busy down there? Yeah, it was packed. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think it was sold out. No, but you, if if you went into 
into the crowd. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was not really any elbow room. Yeah. But where we were stood, there was plenty of space. There was, like, basically, you could walk straight up to the bar and have all the room around you. But... Anyway, that's um, Flatliners. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to go... I've seen them before, and I really, I really, really liked that set then. It was at Reading in, like, 2010 or something. Yeah. Um, and that was a really cool set. That's what got me onto them uh, okay. in the first place. Um, four, four and a half out of seven for me. <laughs> That's not too bad a score. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit more than 50%. Danny, have you seen them or played with them before? Um, yeah, we played with them in Cambridge, I think. Um, Mike TV was supporting. Oh, okay. Uh, right, yeah. That's cool. Where in Cambridge? Um... Where Port- all the gigs are, Junction, Portland. 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 Yeah. I don't remember much about it actually. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I watched them. I, I can't be totally sure. I watched them because I think <laughs> I watched a bit of Mike TV and then I just, just left or something. Chilled. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen them. I, think I might have seen them at Reading as well. Um, but they're cool. I like them. Yeah, I dig them. And what I really dug was. That I think they don't even like the Scar stuff they do now because they didn't play any. No, they didn't. Yeah. They played all the... Uh, it was just hot water music worship yeah. kind of thing. That's oh. not surprising though, I guess. Yeah. You're either a Scar band or you're not. And no, then... and I think that's what they were trying to do to make them maybe a bit different and then they're like, fuck it, we're established now, we don't need to. Because the new mm-hmm. record's not really got much on anyway. No. Okay, we're moving on. I think we should have a debate about Scar at some point. Okay, well, let's do that next time. All right. Shall we? Yeah. Sure. Can can you come back for that? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, because I I was... I don't know. I I wasn't a Scar kid, but I I don't know. Some of the first gigs I went to was just sort of during the first Scar punk wave, I guess. Well, not not the first one, but, you know... See, I very much was. 90s or whatever. I had fucking checkers shaving the back of my head. (laughs) But Bob's in um, JB Conspiracy. Um, yeah. So we've talked about Scar. This is your drama, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So we've, we've talked about Scar because I feel like I've got strong feelings about Scar. Mm-hmm. But actually, we did a festival with JB and I was just like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Like, these guys, they're just so, you know, they're right in the pocket. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't listen I like to it on my iPod, but I was like, you know, just watching them and I was like, you guys just know exactly what you're doing. It's cool. Yeah, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. They're one of those sort of bands that you don't necessarily have to know them, but if you're in the room, you're going to really enjoy watching them because it's just going to be entertaining. That's yeah, and you I know, like, like punk, most punk bands, you can't really get into it unless you know the songs. Yeah, totally. Um, but like Scar and like, you know, if you watch The Skints, you don't need to watch, you don't need to know one song by The Skints and you can just, mm. you can just kick off get the groove. And, and enjoy oh, that. I'm not a fan of The Skints. No? I don't like that sort of Scar. I like Scar punk, but like more sort of two-tony type Scar. I'm not a fan of it at all. I don't at all, man. But if you just showed up to watch the Flatliners without knowing any of their stuff, yeah, yeah. the only thing you can do is just sort of stand and watch. You're not gonna, sure. yeah, sure. You're not getting in the, yeah, getting yeah, in the pit for that. Along and the decent, like you know, instrumental breakdowns and stuff. Mm. That's what Flatliners are. But yeah, yeah that kind of music you like got to know the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like Sky, you can just sort of yeah, just bounce along to the rhythm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was, it doesn't really matter. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I used to want to be the singer of Rubik Fish when I was about fifteen. So. <clears throat> yeah, I went through a sponge. It's never too late. I oh, sponge, not man. sponge guys. I loved sponge. Yeah. Fuck off! Were you kicking pigeons in the park? And that no, I'd never got that band. We if we raised Chris somehow. 
No, maybe that reaction well, was a bit extreme. It's not extreme, actually that doesn't like it. something. Like, that's not... That's, that's nothing new, I suppose. No. I loved Sponge, though, of course. Uncle Brian was my band. Do you remember them? Of course. Uncle Brian? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I used to love Uncle Brian. Do you remember uh, No Comply? They were like yeah, around yeah, that time as well. Kelly, like, what's her name? Kelly Kemp? Kelly Kemp. Yeah. Uh, John from Crazy Arms, yes, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, there's two of them in Crazy Arms that were in No Comply, I think, isn't it? Is it drummer? Do you know, yeah, Simon, he doesn't drum for them now, but yeah, he, oh, I think he was. he was in it. Yeah. They were pretty big time, I think. No Comply, No Comply, yeah. 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 I, saw, like, I saw them at the Underworld they twice. Played, I think they in played like 2006. Played Redding for sure. Played Redding, yeah. yeah they, they, it did. Was, they, they were the, the first time I saw Sonic Boom 6, but they were supporting. I supported Sonic, Sonic Boom 6. In my <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, cool. but yeah, no comply was sort of part of that whole not Katie's Phineas Gage deck cheese deck like what's yeah. like some of their front runners that they had in those days. It's funny how things change in life. Like one of my life goals is to be on deck cheese right? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember sending so many demos back in the day, man. Like my friends were signed to them, and they were like, they just did, well, it's maybe because of the band, but which which friends were they called RTC, White Tone Clyde. I don't remember. No, 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 Cambridge Bar. If you're in Cambridge, you can oh, okay. know that because they just didn't do nothing. But yeah. Moose Blood, they released a new uh, track this week the off video. their forthcoming album. Having just signed to Hopeless Records, right? Having just signed to Hopeless Records, yeah. Who were them before? I've no idea. Don't okay. know. Cool, doesn't matter. No, was, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> They've moved on. Uh, yes, yeah, so the album is called Blush, so that's due out in August, but this song is called Honey. Yeah. Um, I was very underwhelmed. I re- personally really like the EPs. Is it how many? I think it's well, they had a full length full, two full years length. ago, didn't they? Yeah, so the full length I dug. Yeah, I didn't dig this so much. Okay, it didn't do a lot for me. No, I kind of felt it was a bit of a nothing song. Mm. There was not nothing. What do you think, Dan? Standing out to it. Uh, I mean, I thought the album was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I like their album, um, and I thought this sounded basically the same as as that album. Um, but I thought the song was pretty cool I didn't like the video much um, no. but then most most music videos I don't like so I'm not holding that against Moose Blood mm. that's probably just me but I thought the song was pretty cool and I thought it was a pretty logical choice for a first song of the record yeah um, okay. I imagine the, the record's probably a fair departure from the record before you reckon? or at least like because you wouldn't just drop your first record your first song off your new record and it's like loads different to your last one, especially not with like a sort of pop punk crowd. You kind of what you're going for. Sometimes you want to almost announce to everyone, "This is what we're going to be doing now," and it's going to be very different. Yeah, but they're they're riding a wave, though. Yeah, right. If I was them, I would I'd ride the wave. Okay. Because once you drop the whole record, people get into the whole record. But if you're dropping a song like several months before the record comes out, mm. yeah, I suppose that, that's a pretty. I I thought the song was pretty cool, like. 
had all the all the moose blood ingredients. Um, yeah, yeah I, it was pretty catchy. Mm, I just didn't think it was their their best by a long shot. No, I mean I've not I've not listened to a whole <coughs> lot of moose blood, but from what I have listened to, I've enjoyed a lot more than that song. Mm. What are you, Chris? What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I thought you two have been harsh there. I, I have mixed feelings about it. I think it's by far the best song I've heard by them by an absolute mile. Like, not that, not that I thought they were a bad band, but I just, just thought they were just kind of a bit, you know. Hype train. Yeah, a little bit. Like that, that, that last full length, it, was okay. it, it definitely wasn't bad, but it wasn't didn't really grab me you know I tried to listen to it a few times at the time and I just couldn't really get on board with it uh, this song I thought was super catchy like um, I you know I heard it straight away added it to my Spotify or whatever and I've listened to it a bunch now and I, I still enjoy it but my criticism of it is like maybe it's just me but it sounds like he's singing a bit more American sounding than he was before which I didn't pick up on that. But if you played it to me and said this was Joyce Manor or, or it was a band from New Jersey or something, I would have I wouldn't have questioned it for a second. Yeah. And I just find that yeah. a bit sort of disingenuous. It's got accent, you know? but I don't know. I sort of thought he was Scottish or something. Aren't they, aren't they from Canterbury or somewhere? Which it's, seems, I mean, that's about yeah. as far from yeah. Scotland. Exactly. Well, and if that's true, then like, what the fuck's up with the singing style? Like, Can- Canterbury and New Jersey accents are very similar. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, so yeah, I thought that you know well, I wasn't really on board well, with you're, that. You're, but as a song, you're I'm passionate against <clears throat> um, English dudes singing American accents. It does irritate me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I fully back that. Although right. I, don't, I don't hear his voice as being American. I think he's. I mean, he's not he's a terrible got, offender. He's got like world, a like a style that he kind of yeah right. knows how to use it, I guess. Um, but I like his voice. I think it's I think but, it's cool. Like, I, but there's little things that niggle me in that, like, if for example, so if if they are from Ken, obviously they, they would, are. Okay, so if they were saying the word pass, <laughs> they'd ask me that in speech. They would say pass, but he definitely would, while he's singing, say pass, like he's American. There, there so is, little things like that do irritate me. Maybe I'm being a bit nitpicky I there. I think but. That, that come, that's inherent, man, because that and syntax was, in vocals uh, when you're singing, like, th- there's sounds that work better with other sounds, and sometimes yeah. you do... It's nicer to... What's the Ken accent, isn't it? It's just, it's just a standard South East accent, yeah. really, yeah. Generic, but know. it's like you know when I hear you sing or when I hear you sing Dan like you know you, you can hear that you're English you know, and there's nothing fake it, about it, it. You, you've not heard Steinbeck uh, yet <laughs> well, I've heard the demos I've heard the demos but unless you guys have made a major departure oh we've we've gone off on this sort of like, <laughs> put on a patois yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's a whole Bollywood feel going on <laughs> um, sorry but like get back to Moose Blood as a sort <laughs> As a song, it was it was all right. I thought, and like you know, like compared to some other stuff that Hopeless are doing, I thought it was quite strong. You know, I mean, mm. I, I don't mind most of the because they've got quite a few UK bands at this point. Hopeless, haven't they? Um, I would say they were one it's of the me. better ones, probably. Who's on there? They got what? Mm. They got Neck Deep, uh, Rome, Milk Teeth. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would tell you, your, your your internet's been really slow today. The Wibbly. Oh, sorry. Um, it's actually just completely I just crashed Safari. I really so. dug the the album. Like when I first heard that, I was this is like refreshing sort of thing. But I didn't dig this at all. 
Maybe it's because they've got very, very popular and like being... They are so popular. Very, like, I joined, I actually joined the, uh, the UK pop punk Facebook group. I actually only joined because I wanted to read what people were talking about about the. Yeah, uh, I had to stop no story notifications. So far. Story so far. Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Off the stage. Yeah. So I joined just so I could read that. Was that an interesting read? Uh, no, it was pretty annoying. But oh. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, now it's just people talking about moose blood, and then people talking about taking pictures of merch tables and the moose blood shows. Yeah. Um, they are, I didn't even realise, just so, so popular. Yeah, for sure. I'm obviously just sort of too old and out of the loop, but um, when I listened to the album, I didn't, they didn't have any preconception of, of how big they were. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of liked it for what it was. It kind of reminded me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably doesn't sound like Jimmy Eat World, but that first song definitely sounds loads like Jimmy Eat World. It's mm. got this like reverse delay on the intro. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like ripped straight from a Jimmy record. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I, I'm totally up for doing the exact same thing because it sounds awesome. Mm. <laughs> um, but that's set in my mind like, oh, these guys are kind of a bit like Jimmy. And they're, they're not really, but... Yeah. Um, I, I, I like, thought that first record was awesome. Yeah, I go with you. And I, I think this new song sounds like the record, so... Mm. So I'm feeling it. I think it maybe it's the video that fucking annoys me. I've not watched the video. What's it about? Like 1950s American, like... Oh. Uh, don't know what's... It's like a weird, really weird, creepy family. Yeah. With a girl eventually, like, rebelling against her sort of, like, uptight, conservative parents. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I mean, uh, it's the kind of video that's probably going to be pretty popular, like... Yeah. Like you say, though, like, music videos are a bit pointless these days. I mean, bands do them. They get, they get a bit of exposure as something to go... We've <clears throat> got a new song out, here's a video. Um, but... No one's really sitting down and watching videos, are they? Like, you have to, I think the only the only people that like seriously watch them are like teenagers that make YouTube playlists and then just listen to the music on that. And then even then, they're not actually watching the videos; they're just using it to get there. I'm trying to think of what was the last music video I watched that I was like impressed with. Uh, I don't. I I never seek out a music video. See, if I got the option between like. Uh a band camp play button or a YouTube video play button, I'm always going to watch the video okay. over, over the audio. Um, yeah, I do, yeah. I mean, I don't like most music videos, but... Um, what is I, it you don't like about most music videos? Because most of them are just cheesy as fuck, aren't they? They're just awful. But, like, I don't mind music videos that are, like, um, you know, kind of, like, montages from tours, or if it's just yeah. kind of yeah. the band sort of playing the song and it's kind of chopped pretty nicely. Yeah. You know, like, the one for... Um, Menzingers did one. It's more or less just them in a white room just playing mm-hmm. and then the balloons drop at the end. Yeah. It's for... Right. Uh, uh, I can't remember the song. But, like, you know, it was, it was pretty, the, the, pretty actually, safe yeah. video. I thought that video was really cool because you just get to watch the band play yeah. the song. The one with Jason as well where... Uh, Don't Want to Be an Arsehole. That's a good video. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed that yeah. one. I thought that was cool. Um, it's just most videos where it's just like a band in like a... And they're like a grotty warehouse, and yeah. it's just them sort of miming, and it's I don't know, just yeah. not feeling those ones. Did uh, did Apologies ever do a video? Yeah, we did a few. Yeah, I can I can think of a couple that you guys. We, had, did, we yeah. did three actually. Okay. Did Jules do all of them? Uh, Jules did two of them, and my mate Joe Spray did the first one. Okay. First one was with like sort of super eight footage, and it was like following this kid around Hackney. Um, we just kind of like gave him the money and was just like. 
do it. It's yeah. fine. Just, um, and I thought that one was pretty cool. But Jules, like JG Harding, he did the other two, and uh, he had a pretty solid idea that he like pitched and yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was cool. Jules is a good friend of mine. I liked both the videos. I liked them if they weren't ours anyway. We had pretty cool. pretty low uh, involvement in those videos. Yeah, so I was kind yeah. of allowed to like them as a. For what they were, yeah, as a fan, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, okay, so sort of mixed reviews on this Moose Blood song, then, yeah, I think that's it. I thought we didn't know where we went with that, yeah, I'm trying to be so we were talking about the video, and yeah, yeah. uh, but um, yeah, okay, so I'm gonna reserve judgment until the album, then I think Dan sort of maybe sold me on that. How many out of 14? Out of 14. Uh, for that song, I, I just I didn't enjoy it. So the first time I, I listened to it, I didn't get to the end of it. Wow. So I listened to it again on the way over, and I was equally unimpressed. Lesson so. seven. <laughs> yeah, lesson seven. Oh, scathing. Yeah. Tough crowd. I mean, I think I just didn't enjoy it. I can't objectively give a score on it. Okay. Because I, I think it's because I I like their their album so much, not yeah. so much, but a lot. That I was a bit disappointed with this. But I, like you're saying, Dan, like I think they're in a difficult place where they probably want to make the most of this hype that they've got and maybe just doing whatever they actually want, you know, like brand new esque types. If you think like um, Neck Deep, they just kind of, I mean, they had a top ten record, didn't they? Mm. Like legit yeah. top forty. Yeah, like, it's like number eight in the top or ten. Yeah, like that's, ridiculous that's like crazy. That, yeah. But so yeah. did and Moose Blood are a way better band. Like no question. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I would definitely agree with you. So if yeah. I was if I was hopeless, I'd be like, that's that's what I'd be going for, and I reckon I reckon they can do it. Mm. Singer's better looking, so they got that going. <laughs> yeah, he's a good looking guy. Mm. I would add. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to dispute that. that. <laughs> I'd absolutely rinse that. If Moose Boy get the front cover of Kerrang, I'd just be like, just do the singer. The other dudes, I'm sure they're pretty good looking, but I just, <laughs> I'd just do the singer. And he looks troubled as well. Guys and girls are into that. It's in the back of my mind. But it's what's when I feel. Now I'm losing my breath. And I'll never understand how you could forget me. This feeling will only get better. I'll just hold it all together. Because we are good for each other. Western Settings, uh, they released their EP uh, Old Pain this week, Mm -hmm. um, sort of following up from their full length last year, uh, which is called Yes It Is. Mm -hmm. Um, I only, we had this discussion a little while ago when we first sort of got into Western Settings, that they kind of flew completely under the radar until a a couple of months ago, I feel. Uh, For a lot of people, yeah. Um, But here they are with a new EP and... It's really good. Yeah, I think they're a great band. Yeah. I think they're really, really, really good. Even you enjoyed it, Chris, which I was which surprised Which even me? I was surprised that you enjoyed it. <laughs> why? Oh, go think, on, why? I didn't think it'd be your thing at all. It's kind of jazzy for you. Well, how, how, is how, that right? how often do we sit around this table and me and Darren are like, this is really, really good. And you go, oh, yeah, that's what you're saying two about stars. Eagles or something. <laughs> <laughs> <The> <laughs> which Eagles obviously I'm always going to hate. But, um, <sighs> how do you feel about the Eagles, Dan? Yeah, I love the Eagles, Good, man. Right. Oh, fuck I back the Eagles all the way. <laughs> you, probably, you probably don't even like Prince, do you? Right now. Anyway, anyway. Um, I don't have 
any problem with Prince. I'm not. I'm not a fan, but it's not. I don't think he's bad. Whereas I think the Eagles are bad. But that <laughs> was is. bad. Doesn't matter. Well, yeah, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. The past tense. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah no, but what do you mean? I like loads of bands who sound similar to Western <laughs> Setting. It's like, what the fuck, man? I just didn't think you would like it. Oh, okay. Well, I surprised you. I yeah, I'm, that's what I said. I'm yeah. pleased. I'm surprised that. I don't think you get so upset by that, but you, <sighs> you can't. You can't pick it on him. Who's Who's in Western settings? I feel like I know them already. I mean, it sounds like it sounds super them. familiar. It sounds like Red Sea Radio, Menzingers, Spraynards for me. It's like them kind of bands. What, Spanish what was the love band, songs. Spanish um, love songs. When Hot Music stopped and then uh, one of the guys did, an, did another band with a bunch of the Hot Water Music songs. Okay. Um, whatever that band was called, this reminded me of it. Right. I don't know. So it sort of sounded I like think that. this is just an independent thing. I don't think they're... Yeah, I just get the impression this is just some new band from I San Diego. I could, yeah. I could I, well, I know they're definitely from San Diego, but I could be wrong about... I, mean, I, don't, know, I, I don't know any of these yeah, names... But we've got Ricky Schmidt, Will Castro, Adam Kissel, and Dylan Walters. I don't think they're. Well, it's good though. From, I thought the EP was pretty cool. Yeah. Did you hear uh, the album at all? I didn't know. This is my first. Uh, go, go back to the first album. Go. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not any different. It's, mm. it's a natural extension, I think. So the album's the album's my fave. The album's catchier, I think. Yeah. I mean, this may be a little bit more. Paste. They've got some re- uh, reverse guitar delay things going on. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the album actually. Do you know what I like? I like a reverse cymbal crash. Yeah, yeah, they're that. cool. Yeah. We had that in a in built to last rivalry track. We had reverse violins and reverse cymbals. Reverse violins coming out of the, there was an a cappella prog band. Yeah, well, it was like it was mixed in with guitars as well. But like, there's an a cappella bit right at the end, uh, and just on the record we put in. Yeah, like these sort of reverse thing that kind of like comes up into the last little bash. I don't think I've been there. Um, oh, fuck. I'll just wind you up. Uh, <laughs> That's what you get when you hire a professional producer to do your record. Phil Spector did your... <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, Western Settings. Chris hates them. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Chris, I can't I believe you don't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, go on, Chris. What did you like about it? I'm interested to hear what your. Well, it's just like textbook of what I like in music. You know? <laughs> what cop is it? Yes, it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, simple pop be... songs. You know, it's catchy. Palm muted guitar, decent vocals in major. <laughs> like, you know, it's like oh, yeah, Chris yeah. doesn't like songs in minor keys. Oh shit! J- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> You're gonna hate our record. <laughs> That's why he walked out halfway through that uh, might as well fest. <laughs> I didn't really. I, I very much enjoyed your set. I walked out after what, that band. You know the band that we were watching. Tell everyone who walked out. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. <laughs> the, that band from Leeds who were like really good at what oh, they that, did. That really hardcore band. Oh, what were they called? Um, yeah, it was just all, all those annoying riffs and stuff. I mean, they were good at what they did, but they were. The point is, I enjoyed your <laughs> band. <laughs> Fuck uh, the major key. Yeah. yeah. Um, Generally, I like songs it. in major, but um, yeah, like so, I mean, this sounds like a million things that I like. So wow. I, I don't really that understand what your point is. Because <laughs> it did sound like I've already heard it. 
Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's a valid point. Yeah, that is a valid point. Yeah, um, but I, I didn't like what... it. I think it's. I think that's fine though. There's like loads of things that I like. They just sound like loads of other things. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think that's why I liked it because it just sort of sits comfortably in with. Yeah, yeah. I, well, if someone's going to go like, who are your favourite bands currently? I probably wouldn't say them because because they're not. No, yeah. I mean, well. <laughs> <laughs> And because it doesn't stand out as much as... Does someone like Spraynards stand out Spraynard a lot more does, than them, yeah. would you say? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and they got their Red City Radio thing going on with the gruff voice, but yeah. it's not Bender from Futurama, so it's different. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Are we done? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, we haven't said I a lot. I feel like we're very good at reviewing shit. Uh, well, we just sort of... Because Chris doesn't that. like any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> actually liked both the things we've reviewed tonight, but you know, yeah. whatever. Oh well, I enjoy, we all enjoyed it. It's a good, it's a good uh, six-track EP. Yeah, there's nothing. Is. I quite liked. I'll tell you what I liked. I liked how it wasn't afraid to be uh, paced. Like it, because it, it, I kind of. Well, I you, think. Do you like all the interlude stuff? I don't. No, not normally. I wouldn't normally say like absolutely stuff. Very you. But I did like this, and there was tracks where I think if someone else was would to have done it, it would have been a tad faster. But they were just like, no, we're going to keep it kind of laid back a bit. No, and, I, I love an interlude. Yeah, um, maybe like a film clip or something. It's, yeah. Do you know what I thought was pretty cool about it? Was like most EPs just kind of. Uh, not a big fan of EPs because they're not long enough you can't like get yeah. used to them by the time you're sort of like mm. feeling pumped on it it's finished but um, they seem like a pretty decent length and the songs kind of the songs kind of did enough that it kind of brought it back to the yeah, beginning it, quite, it, quite well like, it's quite a satisfying listen for sure it it felt complete when you get to the end of it yeah um, it's like a mini, al- like a mini yeah. album which well I mean it's six tracks really. which is sort of longer than an EP anyway isn't it really one of them's not really a track though is it uh, is it not is, it, is that just the interlude one? is that the interlude yeah I thought that one was cool though yeah yeah the effects and all that yeah, that might be my favourite <laughs> um cool well sweet that's Western settings. Carry on, Western settings. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep doing, doing it. Work, keep doing your thing. I mean, I, I want to see four, four guys in a flat in London <laughs> say, keep, <laughs> "Keep doing what you're doing." <laughs> Where did music start for you, Dan? Uh, what can you remember, like a specific point where you were like, yeah, "This is definitely what I want to be doing for the rest of, well, not particularly for the rest of your life, but with my life." Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I got uh, my parents as like a stocking filler bought me like a keyboard. Um, it's like the size of like the, the smallest like MIDI key like MIDI keyboard you get now. Like, yeah, Casio. You can play more than one note at a time on it. And I taught myself how to play the, um, you know, in big where they where they do the on the course. keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. I learned. I just sort of taught myself how to play that just by sort of watching it and listening to it. Um, and then my parents bought me like piano lessons, well, like keyboard lessons. When was this? How old were you? Uh, like a, maybe eleven. Mm. 
And then the next Christmas, they got me like the proper keyboard, the big one, you know. From big. <laughs> yeah, and that's just why I'm just great with my feet. Um, but no, I was like, I did like keyboard competitions and stuff. That's um, okay. It all sounds very local when I talk about it now, but yeah, I, uh, I played at the, uh, the local Civic Hall and stuff. Sweet. Um, so I guess that was what. So you could, got you, could me almost, you could you could actually play like when you hit the demo button on a keyboard, you could actually play. What was the demo? Um, yeah, I actually learned how to do what the demo did. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. Um, at sort of doing that kind of stuff, just sort of hearing it and then mm-hmm. playing it. So yeah, I would just cop- I would learn how to play all the backing tracks and stuff. Um, but yeah, when then when I realised that the guitar was just way cooler, uh, <laughs> I think like because it was Josh that started playing guitar first, and my bunch of mates, and then okay. then my mate Sai got one. Then obviously I just I bought the cheapest one you could get from Argos, but it's like an acoustic. Oh, yeah. No, it was an acoustic, like a nylon string acoustic. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like Sorry. hands down the worst guitar you could ever learn on. Everyone has um, man. Yeah, and we just did Blink covers like in Sai's bedroom for like a year or something. <laughs> Um, and it was qu- it was probably quite a while after that before we were like. How old were you at this point? Band. I was getting pre- I was getting on then, I guess. Like maybe that would have been around like sixteen. Yeah, but it probably wasn't really until we were like, uh, like twenty before we were like, let's let's stop fucking around now. Let's let's try and write a song that isn't yeah isn't like a joke song, but is like a real song. Yeah. So yeah, that was sort of where it started, I guess. Um, I was awful at playing guitar still at this point, like absolutely rubbish. Um, Josh is a bit better, but still, I mean, I thought he was awesome at the time, <laughs> but we were both pretty shit. I think, that's, um, I think that's most bands sort of start off like that, unless you're, especially you're within the punk scene, you kind of, he's just kind of like mates getting together that maybe don't really quite know what they're doing, but then like learn their craft while they're doing it. Uh, yeah, to a degree. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think it took us a long time before we were like remotely good at sort of playing and stuff. But um, yeah, no, Josh, Josh has had a drum set in his bedroom and and that was sort of where we practiced. Yeah. Sort of multiple times a week. And Josh was quite into recording at the time. He was studying like music tech or whatever. Um, so he had like a few mics and, a, and an interface and a... I know he's pretty pretty keen on trying to do a legit sort of drum recording and guitar recording. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, so that first record that we did uh, done that was that was just all done in Josh's Josh's bedroom. Okay. Um, and cool. I, I actually so I found an old i my I left my iPod at the studio so I I found this like old pink iPod that we have at home, um, and it's not had anything new added to it since like two thousand and. Eight or something. Yeah. Um, that is like finding an old mixtape. Like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, I was listening to loads of stuff that I thought I'd just lost. Yeah. Um, and Dunn was on it actually, and I listened to that for the first time in years and years and years. How did it sound listening to I it? I thought now? Josh did a pretty good job on it actually. Yeah. And uh, we definitely sound better than we were at the time on it. So I think there's some pretty heavy editing going on, but <laughs> don't know. Nice. I'll send out some props for that because he polished the turd. <laughs> cool yeah. man so so for me my link I, I got on apologies quite late in the day 
But the way I sort of... So I probably found you guys with Russo because I'm friends with him from back home. Uh, and he was in your music video. And I think Jill was <coughs> posting stuff about doing your videos. But I kind of... I think... I'm not very good at words, but I think... Is it affinity when you, you find like a, a, a passion or a, a connection with something? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Fuck knows. I just read... Epiphany? Epif- nah. No. No, no affinity. Affinity, I, I think, yeah. affinity so, is correct, yeah. Um, I downloaded Deezer, which is like yeah. the, for the month for the free, for free for a month. And uh, a load of apologies, old stuff like that isn't on Spotify is on there. And there was... I was living on Mabby Street at the time and there's the song Mabby Green. Yeah. Cool. So I was like, this is fucking cool. And then... Your album, London, where I moved to next, Captain, and all these 26 and all this cool shit. So I, and I, I love the album anyway, London's probably, and I'm not just saying it's because you're here, but it's probably one of my favourite. I, I, I can verify that he had, he, yes. yeah, he has said that and I've been yeah. like, really? I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I like it, but I was like, Jesus, tell 10 records. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, it reminds me of a lot of the yeah. and Souls and stuff that I love. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was just, it was fucking cool to hear. I probably got it like two years, three years after it released, but. So what's your question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just. No, <laughs> <laughs> the question, I was just gushing. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that, it was cool. Yeah. Um, where did you, yeah, where, so where did you get from, thank you, uh, where did you get from doing the, the done, the done record to apologies becoming a legit I think when we did Done, we we sort of were like, I guess, sort of pretty stoked on it for a while, and then then we were kind of like, I think we can do better, and I think some of the songs in there weren't that serious, and um, I think we started playing with some bands that were pretty good, mm-hmm. um, bands that were sort of writing like really like legitimately good stuff. What like, what sort of bands? Punk band, probably. I mean, well, yeah. I would, I was just like name a few. I mean, not to sort of like pin your entire career on these bands that you've played with, but GNR. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think because we were sort of like doing some pretty cool support things. You know, you know, you play like K Fest or something. You yeah, play like second at K Fest, but then you've got bands like uh, I know Cut Ups and You Me and the Atom Bomb. Yeah. And, um, I remember seeing like ba- one of Banger's first ever shows. Mm-hmm. Um, that was at like Punk and Bowl, and I thought I thought we'd smashed it like, earlier in the day. I was just like, yeah, we, that's that's as good as we can do it. And then I saw Bangers, and I was like, oh shit, they're just like. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we just sort of were like, we got got to do better. Got to do. Up again. Yeah, I mean. It's not like we were just sort of like, yeah, cool, we've nailed it. And then I realised that, you know, I was always aware that... Always room for improvement. Yeah, and we were both sort of getting pretty aware that the sort of two-piece thing was like... Um, not really what we wanted to do. It was more just a solution to our... Yeah. To a problem. You know, we moved to London, just the two of us. We didn't know anyone. So we were just like, that's it then, we'll just be in a band. Just the two yeah. of us. Um, so how did you put... How did you put the full band together? From so you've sort of gone like right. There's the two of us. This is what we're doing. But we want to involve that. Um, was a series of pretty painful conversations where we sort of had to accept that what we're doing sort of wasn't 
wasn't good or wasn't good enough. It wasn't what we wanted to do. Yeah. I think Josh is getting pretty... I don't want to speak for him. Obviously, he's not here. No, but, no of course. Um, my, my take on it, he was just sort of getting... He didn't want to play the drums. I think he wanted to sing. I think yeah. singing comes with playing guitar more than it does with playing drums because... It's you're a sort lot of stuck easier. behind a kit, yeah. you know, if you're doing yeah. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen bands that have their lead singer as their drummer. It doesn't really quite work. And Martha do does it, don't they? Like, yeah. Nathan, Nathan does it. Nathan's yeah. really good at sort of singing while he drums, and, and that's kind of... Um, I think a lot of people can do it well, but I think it, it takes something away from the show that there isn't like a front man, like up and sort of interacting with the crowd from that front of the stage. Yeah, and the the traditional stage setup doesn't lend itself to the drummer singing no. either. No. Um, you know, if I was going to do a band where the drummer sang now, I'd be like, drum sets at the front, like on the left. Yeah. And the sort of the band is going to kind of arc kind mm-hmm. of around and behind or whatever. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was just a solution to a, a problem at the time, I guess, just that we didn't, that was, that was the setup and that was sort of what we were trying to deal with. Yeah. Um, we actually put an advert up on Punktastic that's where we got Joe Watson from he okay. was just like yeah I'll do drums uh, we're just in the forums or something. yeah I think yeah. so and, and uh, we did like one practice and it was just sort of like yeah that's it that's right. done uh, but I think before that um, we've been hanging out with PJ and Gabby and yeah and, and we were just like mm-hmm. I don't think we even considered anyone else to do bass mm-hmm. um, so I think we did one show as a three piece with, with PJ um, and then we did like one show and then we did Fest as a four piece. Right. So like Fest was okay. like second so ever like show. So Joe sort of come, came in for that? Yeah. We were basically like, yeah, do you want to jump for us? And he's like, yeah. And we're like, we're going to Fest in like three weeks. Do you want to come? And he's like, yeah, cool. And that was it. That's a lot of pressure to put Joe on. Like, like He's really it, good though, man. Like, I mean, I he's think, a phenomenal drummer. I think like, first practice and we, mm. were, like, we just did a set. You know, he's, yeah. he knows what he's doing. and uh, He strikes me as the sort of guy as well that will research and rehearse and have everything down so when he turns up at rehearsal, like, you can just play and you haven't got to worry about trying to learn the set in the room. But he's a, he knows he's a drummer, you know, he's a proper yeah. musician. Yeah. And I think, like, um, him being a musician and us kind of winging it, it was... Uh, that was, a, that was a pretty sharp turn, I think. At least yeah. for me, I was just sort of like, shit, yeah, Joe's on it, and, and he's real good, and gives you sort it's, of it's, time for, it's time for a total change in yeah. how we do this. And I think, so that was a pretty sharp turn at that point, and I think mm-hmm. right from that point, the songs just got way better, just immediately. Not just sort of sonically, but the way we're writing changed. The first yeah. two songs that we did as a four, I think it just hands down better than all the songs that we did before. Sure. Do you think that's, that, that was just the introduction of new people or whether that was the introduction of having a solid drummer or you were just all encouraged to try and write a bit better than you were before? I think it was just Joe and PJ were just obviously the best musicians in the <laughs> You know, and I, I think Josh would probably agree on that. Because uh, I think me and Josh had like good ideas about what we wanted to do musically, but... Yeah. We're pretty sort of limited before that in terms of how we executed them and stuff. Um, but Joe, Joe was pretty forthcoming with ideas about like about how to make the songs better and stuff. Mm. So he was pretty involved. And so was PJ. Like so, um, yeah. I think we realised just real quick that we had to like up our shit pretty yeah. quickly and and uh, you know 
that that became like a pretty serious that was when it sort of really started getting serious mm-hmm. I think yeah well yeah I mean take us through London so like you've because that's a, a very heavily produced record that I know you guys spent like a lot of time working on how do you approach how did you approach that I suppose <clears throat> just as a as a whole like was it something you like did you demo everything or did you kind of like work on it piecemeal and kind of like put it all together I was I remember it being very painful just like a painful long difficult process because we yeah. would just demo something and then demo it again and demo it again yeah um so yeah it was pretty we kind of felt like we were real confident about what we were doing when we went to go and record it with Pete so I think we were like cool yeah we've we know what we're doing and then I think um I know Pete had some good ideas he he introduced a lot of the ideas of like I don't really think we're using like delays and and kind of reverbs in like a musical sense before mm. really before we went in I don't think so anyway I don't remember us really doing it much and I think um he had some cool ideas about production things and we yeah we sort of tried everything and um when we would finish our session at night, Pete would go, but quite often we would just carry on until like midnight or something because Josh and just like writing the, and stuff. Oh, well, then recording. Yeah, like actually yeah. recording like we did vocals and stuff after Pete had gone. So I think um, even recording was was pretty painful. <laughs> um, how, how long was the, the recording process of that album? Um, I think we booked ten days, but I think we used nine. Okay. Um, was that just that's shorter than I? Was that just for that. the just for the bare recording part of it? Yeah, I mean, he did some mixing and stuff afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then some mastering and stuff. So yeah, ten days for for full length is about about right. I mean, we nearly binned the record after we'd done it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Were like, you just not not happy with what was what had come out, or I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck we were thinking. <laughs> like, it was way better than than what we were kind of. It, you know in hindsight you know it was better than what we would should have expected yeah but I think just the process of of like you know it was pretty I don't know I didn't enjoy it stressful. that yeah. much it was really stressful mm. and I think it's hard to be feel positive about the outcome when you when the, when the journey yeah. is just quite so sort of were you were you writing as you were recording then? no we were done so you, writing so you had it all written but then you kind of went in with a producer and started working on I mean the songs are the songs. same as what as the demos but yeah. like Pete would come up with like he was real good at coming up with like second guitar parts yeah, yeah. so we went in with a few blank spaces and I think um, he'd be like well maybe you don't need to add something here we'd be like oh shit we hadn't even thought of that yeah. Uh, or he'd be like, well, "What about you know? What about this? What about this?" Um, but yeah, the the structures and stuff didn't change. Did you um, do? Is it you that did that thing? I feel like this is where we got it from. Maybe where have you got like acoustic guitars running under each track? Just a lot of people do that, Quinn. Do they? A lot of people do. That. Some of the songs I think did, and some of them we did so badly that he was just like, "Yeah, I can't use this." Right. <laughs> they, they like weren't in time enough, so we just didn't use it. Um, <laughs> I can't hear them anymore, but... No, I, I, mean, I can't hear them in the tracks. I've got a um, theory on Blink-22 records. I reckon, like, they'd let Tom DeLong do his guitar parts, and then the producer would be like, that was great, Tom. We'll see you tomorrow. 
and just did it again. And just did it himself. Well, Jerry Finn would have just picked it up and yeah. done it himself, yeah, probably. Uh, why did you say that? Because <laughs> he's terrible. Um, Only live when he's drunk okay. is he terrible, which is admittedly most of the time. Yeah. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you what was fun around that time. I was at your uh, album launch for that album at the Old Blue Last. That was a, that was a good night. You definitely looked like you were enjoying that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I haven't done a bad show at the Old Blue Last. I liked, liked that one. That was cool. So... Are your, are your thoughts and like memories on London almost negative? Like once it was done and we were sort of like we sort of accepted Stitched it. it back from it. I I kind of was pretty stoked with it once it was like mastered and and okay. done. Yeah. Um. I think we were just sort of in a bit of a. I don't know. We didn't really do a lot of shows around then. I think we kind of like. It's not like I hated making it. I remember quite enjoying bits of recording it. It was just quite. I think we were being too picky and I think we were just sort of faffing around. Yeah. That was just typical of what we were doing mm-hmm. at the time, just sort of... Um, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with that record now. Like, it, that, that it answer, is what it that is. That answers my next question. Like, like how has it stood the test of time for you now? I mean, like, I don't listen four, to four it. Four years on, like, how do you feel about it? I don't like, listen to it, but, you know, I have listened to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. Like, it's, it's sure. a cool record. And it... Um, it was received really well and I think that made yeah. that probably affected my opinion on it as well um, well yeah I mean that's that that record I think opened up quite a lot of doors for you didn't it, did. it? like you you kind of went from being a punk band in London to actually sort of being was the best way of sort of world renowned world renowned I don't know about world renowned but like very well known uh, uh, throughout the UK and Europe and you started getting bigger and better shows off the back of it like is that something you kind of were aiming for or yeah, would, I mean, would have, like would, is that something you wanted to do or was that just like a consequence of of that album um i mean we weren't thinking about that when we were writing it or making it yeah um no no i get that it was more just like is that something you you'd had wanted to do yeah we wanted to tour and we wanted to like um yeah, we weren't just like, yeah, well, cool, we'll do some London shows. And, you, mm. know, you know, we were like, let's talk, let's just do this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that, was, that was the plan. And, like, um, Aisha, who booked our shows, was, was real good at kind of like... Um, Aisha at One Badge or something, was it? Uh, one Inch Badge, yeah, that Aisha Ali. Um, yeah, just sorry to interject, what is she doing these days? I've not heard of her. She's a teacher. She She's just had a kid, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. She used to do quite a lot of quite good shows around town congratulations on yeah well done yeah. Aisha yeah no she's cool and I've got a huge amount to thank for her because she did a real good job of like blagging us onto some pretty cool tours yeah yeah. Um, because we like had our own van and we had our own gear and we were pretty willing to like do things pretty cheap yeah um, tours that were like um, she managed to just get us on as like a support band yeah you know for quite a lot of tours. Um, and then, like, Mirko, who does Uncle M Records in Germany, he's, re- like, real switched on mm-hmm. with, like... I mm. um, don't know who's cool at, like, finding ways to sort of pitch bands to, like, yeah. sort of punk media and stuff like that. Is that Without it being kind of cheesy and weird, but, you know, just sort of, like... Is that how you ended up with, like, the Gaslight shows and stuff in Germany? Um, I mean, I think Mirko was involved in that. I don't really know how we got that show. We only did one yeah. with Gaslight. That was a pretty because that was like a that was a full on stadium show uh, arena show wasn't it Yeah, that was mental because I, yeah, I see like crazy. Joe like tweeting and Instagramming pictures from it. I was like what the 
fuck is this about? Like, it was a really weird one because it was in, um, oh fuck, I can't remember where it was in Germany. But it was our only, we didn't have any, yeah, we didn't have any shows booked either side of it. So we just drove like the day before, stayed on like an Airbnb, took our girlfriends, kind of, you know, like a holiday or a road trip to go and do the show. Yeah, yeah, you know, we just sort of bossed it and I think we all just came off just like, that's as good as we do it, you know, that's a nice feeling to just sort of be like, we didn't we didn't fuck that up and it was basically full when we played so that was cool yeah. oh, that's amazing but I just I uh, I just got so drunk after we played I think I was just <laughs> happy and as soon as Gaslight finished I just burst into their dressing room before they'd even like wiped themselves down and their tour managers kicked me straight out of the door. <laughs> oh really <laughs> I just went straight back in like 10 yeah. minutes later and uh, yeah I don't know like I was just pretty wasted I ended up like hitting off an apple bong that uh, Benny the drummer had and I just ended up just having a massive whitey and just <laughs> just, just, just in the van in my park had just sort of like just riddled with anxiety it's yeah. just, it was just a real shit way to end like, <laughs> what, what, probably like the best gig I'd ever done like, what were those guys like? they were cool I think Brian just sort of went to the van I think he was having his divorce at the time but oh, really? I guess people oh, okay. didn't really know about that oh, right. um, Benny seems a cool guy he's always on the um going off track yeah actually they were all pretty cool um yeah no it was just did they sort of like did you get to like hang out with them a bit did they impart mm. any words of wisdom no not really like yeah, just sort shame. of burst in after their show <laughs> but like one of the guys in the band um is the British guy I think it's mm. Ian is it Ian I think it's Ian but Ian Perkins I think he might have got us on the show Okay. Actually, well, um, he's the like, third that, guitarist in Gaslight. Sure, just sure, sort of sure. like, um, so yeah. I mean, he came, sort of said hi before the show, and it was just a good. It was just a good yeah. day. It was like, yeah. uh, sick. It was a real. I don't know. That was that was a good day. Yeah. Ended badly, but it was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you hated recording London. I didn't hate it. Um, you hate the record. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. You're saying that now. Um, so, you left Apologies before the record they released after London. Um, what happened there? Uh, yeah, I've asked myself that a lot, I guess. Um, I don't know. Things were just real kind of messy towards the end. And... Um, I was going to have a kid. I guess that was weighing pretty heavily on my mind. And that sure. was um, that thinking a lot things. about how involved I could be and sort of could or could sort of predict the sort of conflicts that I guess were going to start happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I was just pretty unhappy in general, like not with the other guys as such, but just in... Just what, your position in the band, or just—I don't know—just like wider than that. Just sort of okay. in, in a very sort of general sense, I was just pretty it's a philosophical, existential, just life. Yeah, I guess so. I think um, I think we've probably been spending too much time with each other, and I think we would sort of—I think we toured London for too long, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you um, do you think um, if you weren't having a child, you you might well have left anyway? I, I don't know I've thought about that a lot that's something I've thought about yeah. sort of endlessly I don't know um, 
But I know that I was unhappy and I think things needed to change in some way or another. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really know what I was thinking then. It was a pretty grim time. There was like the space of a month where I kind of quit apologies and quit my job at the O2 Arena. Oh, oh really? Um, sort of within a month was like not in the band and on Job Seekers and like... Mm. That was just a pretty grim, Unhappy, yeah. pretty grim time to be, and like. And uh, sorry, was this with child on the way as well I, at this point? Or I'm trying to work the timeline out in my head. I think, I think we already had Rue when I left, but I think I'd already made the decision to leave before then. Mm. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't know. Like, I, I, I wish I'd could give like a better answer because i i don't really know but it was um i sort of just pretty unhappy overall i think um we did a tour with the smith street band which is pretty cool enjoyed that tour but at the same time i think um when i finished that tour i was pretty unhappy with sort of how we were as a band and how we were yeah kind of what we were doing but i don't really know how specific I can be about that because I just sort of don't really know. Um, kind of in hindsight, looking back, I guess, um, I was trying to work out, sort of think, trying to think forward, like how much can I tour, like how much can we like get around to recording? Um, and we had some pretty awkward conversations about that where I think the others were trying to be sound accommodating, but I probably knew that they oh, wanted more than you could commit to. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think they they did try and like assure me about fucking hell. I don't know, man. Like I think they they wanted to try and like work around whatever I had to do. But I think realistically, we probably all knew that that was like not really going to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we went from sort of doing like a hundred shows a year to like. You know, when you have a kid, like, how much can you really go away? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, maybe we could do, like, 50 shows or something. But, like, I barely even left the house for the first, like, year and a half, you know. I went to work and that was it. That was all I, that yeah. was all I did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. In, in hindsight, I'm glad I did no shows. I'm glad I did, like, absolutely no shows. Yeah. Because um, having a kid was pretty... It was, like, real brutal in the first few months. And then mm-hmm. it's just this huge adjustment after that and then sort of like suddenly realising that I needed to work and you know like have a proper job and pay pay like proper rent and Mm -hmm. make sure that sort of you're good make sure that we're good yeah yeah. so I think uh, however I feel about it now it was it was the the right thing yeah man so do do you you kind of sound and correct me if I'm putting words in your mouth but you kind of sound like you regret that that had to happen in a way. Is it something you would have liked to have continued doing if you could have done? I don't know. We talked about it. We talked about it a lot, I suppose. Um, and I made the decision that I made. Like, yeah. Things are just, in general, just real fucked up around then anyway. Like, me and Josh won't really speak in March and, like, things just seem really strained in the band. And, like, I don't know, if we'd have just sort of, like, given a month maybe it would have been different like I yeah. don't, like I don't yeah. know um, you can I think we just spent too much time with each other and I think it was just 
you know, we were sort of right towards what felt like the tail end of writing a record, which in real life mm. probably meant that we were probably not even halfway, but like, yeah, it was just, it was just probably just a bit too much for us to deal with at the time. It was too much for me to deal with. And I think the other, the other guys, I think like did, you know, did try and make it clear to me that they would try and work around it. But I think ultimately it would have just not really worked. Yeah. Mm. Yes, I don't know like oh, that's fair enough yeah. maybe, maybe it would like, I don't you know I mean you you made the decision that you had to make at the point in your life you were at and that's what's happened there's, there's no point in trying to kind of second guess that I suppose is there yeah I mean uh, yeah it's done so it's done yeah <laughs> alright well and now you're I on think, violin I think for total like uh, commendable reasons as well man I think yeah yeah absolutely it's not some bullshit thing like you didn't make it big enough <laughs> <laughs> and are you, are you what do you mean we're not on Radio 1 <laughs> are you we, we are, just to clarify we were on Radio 1 so. yeah <laughs> but you do you get Mike Davis yeah is that it uh, no I mean I was just messing around but um, yeah I mean we were, no, they were, yeah. were on Radio 1 um, did you do live did, did you do live now yeah we, no we did a we did a Made of Ale oh uh, yeah yeah Made of dude it sounded like did, shit like, I don't know it? what was going on but it sounded like shit that, that was that on that old of... iPod and I listened to it I kind of thought like, that like, <laughs> Made of Ale does sound like shit dude it's the worst that I, yeah. I could have done a better job <laughs> didn't didn't you speak on the phone with Mike Davies on this show one time or something or am I imagining that no yeah no we did that he was in LA or wherever it is that he yeah. was. Yeah, like I think that. the first time I met you, I remember Radio saying, like, Oh, I heard you on the phone. You had to go to Radio 1 to do a phone interview. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's weird. That was pretty funny. That was just um, before you played Ready, and if I'm. If yeah, I'm I think so. I think or, or when you were first uh, booked. Yeah, for I remember that. I think 2012. Was, I think well, he was pretty instrumental in, in getting us on that. So, cheers, Mike. That was. You opened up the lockup stage that year, didn't you? Narwhals did. Oh, was it Narwhals that opened? Did you play second? So we were going to open up and then they added Narwhals. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that show. I remember coming to see Now, they're popular. Narwhals. Mate, they did, they did main stage the year after. Yeah. 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 They've grown very rapidly. They're it's awesome, man. Decent yeah. logo. Love those guys. <laughs> yeah, it's the logo that sells it's it. Because you can... It's a back patch. Like, that logo is designed to be a back patch. They are, they are. And that's where I see it everywhere. Where did we... Back see, and yeah, underworld. Spray nose, yeah. Cool, so... Um, so yeah, you you move you went from that and uh, you had a little bit of a break, obviously. And yeah. for the last what year and a half, maybe you've been doing myelin. Myelin's been a work in progress for a little while, right? Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, after I left Apologies, I probably didn't really play guitar for a, a few months at all. I didn't even like touch it. Mm. Um, yeah. And then because I was working at Resident Studios at the time. Yeah. So like when bands were like leave I would just sort of drink in the main room get pretty drunk and like start trying to write stuff um I don't really know if I had any plans to do anything with it but eventually I started speaking to Connor Mackey um and then and then we were just like oh let's let's just get in a practice room I've got like a couple of songs and we'll just sort of see what happens um, but that was like a like a full year after yeah after finishing with apologies um, and that that was pretty awesome because we didn't have any we had like no no plans no expectations we'd like go to the practice room with like four bottles of wine and just like 
go ape shit for like yeah. four mm. hours or something. You get some of your um, best writing done in those sorts of things. You I'm not sure how much that. we really got done. Um, we just ended up sort of like being pretty drunk and chatting. Depends most of it, but fucking remembers what you've done. Yeah, well, yeah some, you I've got some recordings. Record it, yeah. Yeah. I've got some recordings on, on my iPad that are just uh, pretty shit. But mm. um, yeah, that sort of, I don't know, that whole process sort of changed the way I think that I was writing and thinking about music and sure. right. sort of changed everything, I guess. And um, Yeah, because the way you kind of approach Mylin is very, for me anyway, I might be speaking out of turn here, but I think it's it's a different beast, isn't it, Mylin, to uh, Apologies. Well, there's, um, there's definitely there's th- that connections there, but you've kind of you've I, I kind of feel like it's your your personal natural evolution in what you wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, like, um, so you're, you're a prog punk band. That's basically what we're saying. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, apologies was kind of um, it was always kind of a bit strange because me and Josh were sort of trying to we never co-wrote at all, right? Um, so what you would like one of you would write a song bring it in it was like two two kind of separate bands kind of operating with the same drummer and bassist okay Um, we kind of pitched in on each other's songs when they were sort of like Mm -hmm. 80-90% done Um, but that was really cool and I really enjoyed um, singing some songs that felt very much mine and then playing guitar on kind of what felt like sort of someone else's song that was like really um I don't know, like when you when you play guitar, like because jo- like Josh is one of my favorite songwriters, like mm-hmm. hands down, like always has been. Um, so you know, playing guitar on on like his songs was 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 cool. Like, it was it was I was a fan of the songs, and yet I was playing in the band yeah. doing them. So that was like yeah. that's just, not to be self centered, but I imagine there's like a lot of musicians, like bassists and drummers, that feel that way. Like because I I get that with when I'm writing with bands that especially like say with Steinbeck at the moment you you Shall write it? a song or James writes a song you bring it in and I kind of feel like I'm drumming on it and I, I mean like when you're playing on my songs I'm like you should feel very <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's very little there's very little input. I could have got so many people to play on this song and I've chosen you there's very little input that I can have as a musician as, as a drummer other than maybe uh suggesting like structural changes or like rhythm changes and stuff like mm. you you come in with a song that's like you say like 80 or 90 percent done and i just have to kind of go right well th- this bum, is bum, kind of what's going on this is bum, the filler bum, song and yeah bum, and then go bum tip bum bum tip and that's about it like and i kind of have that with everything i've, I've kind of done there's nothing that i kind of feel like is mine do you know what i mean yeah yeah well I think that can be kind of nice, you know. Like yeah. you, you're sort of like uh part your yeah, your your I'm uh, a cog in the machine, but I'm not. You're, you can dig it. You can yeah. You know, when it's my own songs and it's something that I've written um it sometimes feels like too too you, your own thing. Yeah, well so it's like what is it? Like you're 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 driving the ship and like you're just fucking on board, but like yeah, sort of. In the good, in, you want. I mean, I've had. I've, you want to be on that ship, but I've had different levels of different bands. There's some bands where I felt like really kind of like it's it's almost evenly split four ways the involvement in the Scotland to the right. Mm. But there's been a lot of a lot of other bands where I've just went like, well, I'm just drumming, yeah, and I just I turn up and play, and they're fun to do, and you get to go and do shows 
wherever. Mm. Um, but it's a bit different when it, when you kind of it's your band. Yeah, you, yeah, you're kind of sat back. Anyway, nice little tangent. Yeah. Uh, so where were we? So we're going. So well, was, with the with the writing, yeah. So your writing process with Milan and stuff is totally. It was obviously different. You're drinking four bottles of wine a day. She <laughs> <laughs> um, so took like an alcoholic's <laughs> approach to songwriting. Do you know, I didn't used to drink when we used to practice with apologies, and I'm not sure I've That's done boring. one. Not sure I've done one sober practice. Yeah. Or like, you know, they it's might more fun, right? That, they it finish. does explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get a very different Isn't song it? when you've had a few drinks in your rehearsal. I mean, I, I like I do, I do all my writing before practice. There's yeah, it's, it's more yeah. like structural yeah. stuff that changes. Um, I think I mean the approach to writing songs is pretty pretty similar, but my I guess what I'm trying to get out of it is a bit, a bit different. Yeah, because I don't really give a shit if anyone likes it or not. Do you, do you kind of feel that really the myelin is that's a an, an awesome thing as well? Yeah, not that I was not that I was writing beforehand. No, like I hope for, people dig this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like I I cared then. You're, you're right. Um, if it's possible, I care now. less. Than <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, if that's possible, like do you, I'm less than zero. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel that myelin is more your baby, as it's just you, and you've you've obviously you've got Greg, you've got Bob, and you've got is it Connor? Did you say? Um, do you, so you feel like you're more the driving force, and it's kind of like almost like if you were to imagine like uh, he's driving Noel, but he don't really care Noel Gallagher's high flying birds like Noel Gallagher's oasis with his brother and now he's like on his own doing his thing I think it started like that um, because I sort of had these songs that I'd sort of demoed myself just like right. um, sure. pretty done like the first song we put up Die is like mm-hmm. if you hear the demo of that this more or less the same yeah. um, Greg's part is different but everything else is pretty much like, yeah, you know, like Connor, was, Connor was just sort of like, like yeah I know what you're doing with the drums and then just did what he wanted yeah, yeah. Um, but but I don't think it feels like that now I think um, I think we're writing I, I think I kind of write words to chords and then sort of more collaboratively we try and Fit turn it into a song yes yeah, that's mm. cool um and the songs come about quicker and you don't just sort of sit at home thinking like just for months like is this song any good is yeah, this song yeah. any good I've been listening to it for six months is it any good uh, whereas now it's a bit more like fuck it let's just see if it's any good let's just practice it and, yeah mm-hmm. and has your have like the topics you you write about that, has that changed at all from Apologies to Now uh, I mean it was changing anyway mm-hmm. towards the end like the last few songs that I wrote for Apologies that we didn't put out. Um, scar. Yeah, just, just pure scar. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think uh, it's more it's more miserable, I guess. Than you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm going to... I wasn't going to talk about this because I didn't feel you needed to know. I... I hate you. I hate you, yeah. <laughs> no, personally, I've never liked Apologies uh, as a band. Like, I've not got on with them. Uh, but I... You just like, slammed the mic like You got, like, brother one <laughs> to the other Flip here. the like, table. One of the top ten greatest records of all time. And he thinks you're shit. I don't yeah. I'll be honest. Like, actually, when I've, when I've seen Apologies... I feel like, like I'm in Germany right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is what German yeah, yeah, yeah. things say to you. Just like, I didn't like your band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
when I uh, when, no, when I've seen Apologies live, like when we've played together or when, like at Reading and stuff, I've actually enjoyed watching it live. But I I don't enjoy London to the to the same oh, extent. Well, uh, he hates it. That's fine. I don't. That's fine. Let's not start a witch hunt. Just to balance, I like Apologies. No, sir. Miley, I'm not offended. But sorry, go on. So when when you did Might as Well Fest. I was kind of a bit apprehensive thinking oh, I might not enjoy this but I really enjoyed that set and I thought that was great and I actually preferred that to uh, the, uh, the apology stuff uh, he's just saying that because you're here he told, <laughs> no. he told me he hated it <laughs> oh yeah mate I heard no, last no, week's no, show no, I, I was, I, no I'm kidding I was stood next to him we were both very much enjoying it yeah, yeah I really yeah. did enjoy it I, no, I mean it's different Like um... I, I liked the balance between because this is how I've, I've always described apologies is that it is all middle eight and I don't know if that's fair or not, but that's my takeaway from it. That is, I never thought about that. <laughs> no. Interesting, but, incorrect, but yeah. I, well, I don't know. That's that's I how I feel about, especially London. Uh, but with my Lynn, I've, I've, I felt there was a nice balance between uh, that sort of stuff. The more uh, without without trying to sound derogatory, is <laughs> yeah. he succeeding? Yeah. I, I'm not entirely like, sure. Isn't you know, like the sort of like the the much more slower kind of like bit like wanky on the guitar kind of stuff with the much wanky. more energetic things <laughs> that's the technical term yeah that's the technical term that's yeah I mean it's, it's really different like I think um, for me you discovered uh, effects pedals yeah how many no, how that, many, that was, how many was, pedals is too many pedals is that going on already no that's, that's just growing um, the thing is like for the first like when I started practicing with Connor was the first time I played with a pick for like a year I didn't play with a oh, pick right. before that, so I was, okay. no, no. I played with a pick with apologies, and then when I when oh. we had Rue, I just like I didn't play guitar for ages, and then when I started playing guitar, I was just playing like just finger picking. I don't know why. I think oh, I was okay. trying not to wake him up or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I remember I tried to do like a <laughs> tried to sing him a Menzinger's cover, and I just started doing like I've been having a horrible, and he just started crying. <laughs> just started, he just started crying, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, Loud noises. So then I started playing. Like, I've been having a horrible, you know, like real yeah. quiet and, and finger picky. And he was into that, and you know, and he would like. So then I, I basically just did that for like a year, um, or more. Like you know, I practiced with Connor with a pick, and then you know, I sort of have to relearn how to play everything, and then. Um, so you say my Lynn's brought out of the the lullabies you used to sing to Rue? Uh, it's it's had an influence because I, yeah. I play guitar differently and I use different chord shapes and I use different. Um, Do you mess around with tunings at all? No, I can't be fucked with that. No, I'm not. I'm not up for it. But we've. Got I want to, but I don't want to be the guy that's like right Tune. for this song. I've got to use Tune. this guitar. Yeah. Like, can't bothered. And no one wants to watch me retune a guitar on stage. So no, no but like, yeah, no, it had an effect on the way that I wanted to write. Um, and it had an effect on, yeah, I mean, I've got really into like effects and stuff, but I was, I was on that journey. I was, was, I was down that rabbit hole, like before then anyway. Do you feel you're more professional as a writer now than when you did, like, you know what you were saying, when you started out with Josh, when you were like in your late teens or when you were 20 and you kind of felt that you were just a couple of guys that couldn't really play dicking around in a bedroom. Do you now feel that you're a bit more of a professional in that? I in mean, I've been through different, different phases, you, you, I guess. You just, you, you, 
sorry to answer, but you do that just as you grow up. You learn how to write songs. Better. Well, no, no, I'm just interested in his perspective on the way on the the way he feels that he's writing. Okay, I still find it hard to just write like um, just like a straight up pop structured song. Mm. I'm always I, I try to all the time. Um, but I feel like they just sort of always end up having like a minute and a half intro and just some, <laughs> just some bullshit wanky like extended middle eight or yeah. whatever but like um, okay, we've got this like new song and we get to the chorus in like 40 seconds and you just don't even know how happy I am I'm thought. just like I'm just I reckon we're back to the chorus at like a minute as well like second yeah. verse is super short and I'm like I remember watching I um, <laughs> when we went on tour with Avalanche that was that was a real turning point for us because we were just sort of um, pretty sort of a bit ropey at that time trying to get yeah. good but sort of pretty ropey and then we did like this like 10 day tour with Avalanche and they're just pro as fuck um, you know Vinny Caruana is just like he's just total pro yeah uh, and I was just watching him being like dude he's on the chorus and it's like 30 seconds into the song like how the fuck did he do that mm. um, so you I've been trying to do that for years and I've, <laughs> I've managed to do it like three years down the line like I've managed to like write a song where we get to the chorus that's cool I, I think I'm more that. I'm more considered with the way I write songs now yeah I think I'm more uh, more aware of like the space the that the sound kind of inhabits yeah but I'm more yeah and I'm more interested as well in the way everything else sounds yeah I mm. yeah well part I mean part of the reason I asked that question was because I think when we had Greg on he kind of said that when he started playing with you, he kind of felt like he had to up his game a little bit. Um, especially in the number well, yeah, of... Yeah, where he came from, it. man. He's fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, he came like audition, basically, didn't he? Uh, yeah, dude, that was so, so fucking awkward. Because like, I didn't really give a shit who was going to join our band. Um, I was like, if someone wants to play with us, that's cool, and we'll just meet them and see what, see what the yeah. deal is. Um so I think he was friends with Angela, Angela Hatcher. And yeah. so I was like, all right, cool. Well, he can just come to practice. Me and Connor are going to practice anyway. Um, and he learned a couple of the songs and it was pretty good. Um, yeah. And it, I don't know, like I had an idea of what I wanted the other guitar to do. And that just wasn't what Greg did at all. Um, yeah. I think, he showed, you, I think you, he showed up to the first practice with like, a tuna and a distortion and a tiny terror and I think <laughs> yeah no just like he was he's good though like I mean I, I really rate Greg he's um he's a wicked guitarist yeah and I he, kind of just I don't really get involved in his parts at all because um like again I like listening to what he plays and I don't yeah. really want to get involved in yeah directing that beyond sort of like oh maybe you should sort of try something a bit like this or something a bit like this. But most of the time I'm just happy to let him do what he wants because I like what he just plays. And I, when I listen to the songs, I can just sort of enjoy his parts without, without having written them. Or yeah, being yeah, 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 totally. I just I'm kind of just basically happy for him to play it because yeah. I like it. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good, that's, that's cool. a good place to be. So I'm kind of like a fan of Greg's bits on, on our songs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's nice. nice. So when are we going to hear more music? Um, We've got one more song that's ready to go, pretty much. I'm it's sure there was get... a mention online the other day that you guys are going to post a song soon. Am I imagining that? We're doing a cassette for this tour that we're doing. Um, yeah. Can we get one of those songs to play on here? 
Are you flirting with him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sent you a song. There's yeah. like there's like a really annoying. Like, it's basically done apart from you can hear the click track, just okay. like a tiny, tiny bit. Is that for like ten seconds? Um, so uh, we'll only use like thirty seconds of a track anyway. I'll possible. send it to you. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. That. That'd um, be cool. Thank what's you. it called? It's called Horror. Horror. Yeah. Okay. Is is it in, in minor? Probably. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care. Like I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure. It'd be it's great. Just in G. Um, it's getting too technical. Triv- for me, trivia. Right? It's called Horror because I didn't have a chorus, and so for a while I was just singing the many of horror chorus instead of because uh, I hadn't written a chorus yet. So I just think I still believe. <laughs> um, okay. And that song stuck. So you've, we've got that. Um, and when like, when do you think you'll have like an EP together or? Yeah, I guess. Uh, Is there something you've been working on? You seem quite relaxed about it. We've got like um, a bunch of songs that are kind of ready to go. Yeah. It's just finding the time and the money. Like, I think being in a part-time band is in some ways harder than being in a full-time band. Is that how you're treating this as a part-time thing? Well, it is, is part of me, yeah. me and Greg work full-time and, yeah. um, you know, I've got a kid to look after, so it's, yeah. it's got to be a part-time band sort of by definition. But that doesn't mean I'm half-assing it at all. Like, I think yeah. in some ways I'm more focused on this than I've ever been on anything. Okay. Um, you want it to be right. You're off to yeah. France with it soon, right? Yeah, it's just it's just five days. Like, um, well, this is what I was, this is what is uh, quite a cool little tidbit is that despite everything that you kind of felt with apologies and stuff, you're going off on tour with them, aren't you? Yeah, um, I mean everything's cool with like yeah. with apologies. Like Joe's Joe's been recording the songs, um, and Simon in apologies helped us do Connor's drums before mm-hmm. Connor went, went to Canada. Are they um, the drums that you're using as you as you're like writing and recording at the moment? Or so Connor did the drums for horror, but yeah. I think Bob's going to do the okay. the drums for everything else. Bob's in the band, and I, I don't yeah. want to just feel like he's not involved. Sure, I feel bad and go sorry, Connor. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like um, so everything everything's cool. Like it was it was awkward for a while. That was my fault, I think. Yeah, for sure. But, well, not um, that. <laughs> you said for sure it was Legit, I might, I might regret saying this, but I was working at Resident Studios and yeah. I was like, I was on a Saturday shift, Saturday morning. So I had to go in at like 10 until 5. Um, and this is after I left Apologies. And I sort of went in to like open up the studio for the first band who was rehearsing that day. Mm-hmm. And Apologies were just waiting outside the studio because the gate was locked. And I was like, oh, shit. And I, so I opened the gate and I let them in. And it's just them until about 1 p.m. Oh, They're wow. the only band in the studio until like 1 p.m. And I'm just sitting upstairs, like, in the office, Trying like, to- doing, like, answering the emails and yeah. doing all the things I have to do, just with the fucking stereo on full blast, <laughs> just drown out their practice. <laughs> it was just so horrible. And they're like, like, you know, they came up and sort of said you know sort of we sort of had lunch together and stuff yeah but I was just felt so awkward and it's just yeah. totally not you know it's not their fault or anything but I was just I was just like what the fuck how is <laughs> that, how, how am I in this situation where I'm literally trapped in a room with the band I've just left and they're having <laughs> and they're having a practice yeah, it's, it's, it was it's just like it's like seeing being forced to see the girl right yeah it was yeah, fucking yeah. horrible and uh yeah, that was brutal. But no, like, everything's cool, and I, you know, I can't wait to go on tour with them. And and like, awesome. I haven't seen them 
like play. Yeah. I've been kind of meaning to, but um, yeah, I'm I'm excited that's to watch them be, play. That's cool. Um, yeah, I guess that's going to be different. It's just someone yeah. asked us to play this festival in Bordeaux, and they were like, "Our oh, apologies are going to do one of the days." And I was like, "Well, we might as well do the same day." Apologies. Like, it seems weird that we're both going to be in the south of France, like on different days. Yeah. Could, and then at that point, it seemed to make sense for us to just travel together and just turn it. Into yeah. Totally. Do you think would you get up and sing a song with them, Jackin? No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I've, I've, <laughs> I think I've I've known not everything's a fairy tale, dude. <laughs> I've known two drummers that have broken their legs and not been able to do a show so someone's had to debt for them yeah. and both times they've said it's weird but also interesting being able to sit back and watch your own band play because that's not something you can ever do in a band is watch yourself play but yeah and it's not the same as watching a video like. no it's not at all so I think I mean not that it's going to be the same sort of thing because like Apologies are very different yeah, they're no, a really they're, different band yeah. now. Like, I don't. But well, presumably, you must have seen them play since you've left no, live. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh. No, it's not. I mean, at first it was a conscious decision, but since then it's just been more of a oh, my situational bad. thing. Yeah, got shit going. On. I actually wanted to watch them do the one with hindsights, but I don't know. I didn't go. I like. I don't like being away from home um, too many nights a week. I guess. Yeah. You know, band practice we do like every week, and then you know I feel pretty bad about being away more than that. Yeah, so, yeah. no, I totally get that. So yeah, I don't know. Just going to shows is like it's tricky these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I can't wait to watch them. Like, pretty stoked. They they put the new thing up today. Yeah. Um, you listened to it, Chris? Did I you? did. Um, yeah, that's all right. Um, I just want to. I want to get in before you go. I thought it was awesome. Really? Okay. okay, yeah, yeah, good. Really good. Uh, well, obviously, I was going to ask you about that. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was all right. Like, I w- didn't love it, didn't, certainly didn't dislike it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of indifferent, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, what is it? Very diplomatic. I, did, I, yeah. I didn't like it. I ain't listened to it. You don't oh, fucking uh, anything, Yeah, well, you hate apologies, I, I haven't done. That's been established. <laughs> You're a card carrying apologies hater. I am, yeah. I preferred the first song over the second, but um, it, it wasn't my favourite thing, but. But by that band, I, I only listen to podcasts anyway these days. Oh, fair enough. <sighs> okay, so you've, you're working on an EP. You've got the tour. That's my in for the full EP's going to happen. Yeah, I want to get an EP done real soon. I guess these two songs will be on it, but um, the cassette's just like a stopgap for, for yeah. tour. Mm-hmm. Sweet, man. Um, I sort of posted the artwork a bit last night. I was going to talk about it today, but then. Apologies, did their record today, so I was like, "No, let's leave it." Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm real pumped on getting it done. It's just, it's just hard to find time and money to like mm-hmm. to go and record. Um, Joe's been real cool about everything, so hopefully we just like drop a weekender and just do it, and just yeah. get it done. Nice. We've almost got enough for a full album, but I definitely don't have the time and money to like. No, totally. album. So I think we don't want to do that as like as the first release of a band. Well, I think we're going to do like two EPs and then sort yeah. of do an al- turn that into an album. Sort yeah, of thing. That makes sense. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm I like I like the songs that we're writing. I'm a big cool. fan of a big fan of our band. We gotta be. That's always a good thing. Right. <laughs> cool. Well, we're gonna play horror now.
Before we wrap up, uh, I very quickly want to touch on uh, the punk news article that was on in the week about people that collect vinyl. Uh, apparently, only forty percent of people that collect vinyl uh, listen to it. Yeah, it's quite. It's like Tamagotchi's, isn't it? So it's the other way around. Forty-eight percent of people that collect vinyl don't listen to it. Yeah. Um, I, people it's here. Like pogs. Yeah, like pogs. E- everyone like pogs. <laughs> no one actually played pogs. I mean, are there, are there vinyl collectors in the room? I, but I buy no. vinyl. I went through. I went no. through a big stage of buying. Uh, going back to Scar, all the two-tone uh, releases, specials. That's maybe. pretty cool. On vinyl. Yeah, and. Dion of the Belmonts. <laughs> <laughs> also cool. Do you, you've not run around you've not got a deck, no? I have. I've got a little uh, I, it, fucking weird story this was. I went to some dodgy council estate uh, high rise in Finsbury Park uh, maybe like six years ago to meet this guy off of eBay to buy this thing. Yeah. And it was just weird. He had like a glass eye, wet hands, <laughs> very long, long ginger hair. Uh, Limp Biscuit t-shirt and he just had a room full of um, these old school portable record players and I brought one from him and it was really weird okay so do you listen to your vinyl on that then? Uh, yeah I go through stages okay that's cool yeah. are you are you a fan of I don't buy any listening li- to vinyl is uh, that like do you prefer vinyl because there's a lot of people that like prefer vinyl to digital are you one of them? I think if you have a very good setup, yeah but for for what like my my buddy has got a very good player and plays you know buys all the new buys new releases of stuff and plays yeah. it but um, my thing's just a novelty thing just really just out. sort of like yeah. a, um, I don't know nostalgia thing yeah what about you Dan are you a vinyl man I mean I don't see the point in buying music in any other format than vinyl yeah yeah mm-hmm. because you buy I mean I bought downloads but I feel like an idiot buying yeah. a download um, especially seeing as most downloads are like only a couple of quid cheaper than buying like a 12 inch mm-hmm. so and most 12 inches come with a download anyway so it seems yeah. seems crazy to to not buy the vinyl sure um, so yeah I, I, I buy vinyl I don't buy loads because it's expensive it's a yeah. luxury I guess um, takes up space as well yeah it does you need one of those Ikea cabinets I mean I think it's bollocks when people think that it sounds better because most bands aren't mastering for vinyl they're just mastering for CD I think Um, there's a difference between I think the people that think that music sounds better I think that comes from in the 70s when music was mastered in the 70s and 80s I suppose when music was mastered for vinyl and you get that nice kind of like authentic crackly sound and you kind of feel like you're in the room a bit but ever since then ever since there's been like digital like CD and digital that's completely gone like there's no it, it makes no difference if you listen to a new record now on vinyl or on digital uh, it's not I think like Jack White does stuff with vinyl like the way I think he does sometimes. stuff that's just totally uncompressed there's yeah. no compression yeah. but I, mean, I think um, I think with vinyl um, you listen to it differently don't you you um you you're not skipping songs you just on. you just yeah. go side, a, side A start to finish there's a process of like going to your cabinet taking the record out taking it out of the sleeve putting it onto the deck putting the needle on and then letting it play well, I've been doing it all wrong <laughs> yeah, and I think that's really satisfying there's something very therapeutic about that because yeah. uh, I used to listen to a vinyl when I used to have a deck a few years ago um, it, eventually it broke and then I needed the space so I had to get rid of it so now I, I am now a collector rather than a listener um, and I, I buy vinyl from normally it's bands that uh, say like Muncie Girls for example they released their album I wanted to buy their album and I wanted to support them so I bought the, vi- I bought the vinyl knowing there'd be a download code 
and the vinyl just goes in my little collection and I download it it goes into iTunes and that's how I listen to it Um, that's typically the vinyl that I buy Um, but I enjoy listening to it and I want to get a deck again someday when I've got the space Mm. Um, but yeah so is it thousand percent of people don't listen to 48 percent of people uh, it's just a collective 48 percent of people hate london by apologies I yeah <laughs> especially quinn yes especially <laughs> i thought about this a while ago it was like uh you don't even need a majority vote on your band to like be good i would say more people don't like the foo fighters than do like the foo fighters totally yeah I uh, and they're, they're like the biggest band in the world like yeah. yeah that's true i would probably say like 95 percent of people you show them the foo fighters are gonna be like this is bullshit yeah, yeah. my dad would hate the full the foo fighters yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but is that that's 90 that's 95 percent of the of citizens like if you're looking at the number of people that are buying music i mean that's still you don't need a majority but you need a much narrower margin uh, you're talking French right now <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, like, like if you ask most of your mates if they're into like neck deep yeah. for example yeah. they're probably not going to be that into but it you ask anyone anyone older get, than 30 if they're into neck deep I think probably not but the, they're sure, massive sure. they're the top 10 records something like yeah, the, num- yeah. the numbers on the charts in the UK for like a number one single is like two two fifty thousand. whereas uh and then at Christmas that goes up to about 500,000 mm-hmm. but yeah so you only Shit, to, you still need a quarter of a million so you, it's about a quarter one. of a million to get to number one but I mean you think there's how many people are live in the country that's not a lot can I just uh, I think this is how we should end it um, go on Sponge were in the top 40 back in what? the day well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking yeah. about yeah. I'm talking about number one it's like you two buying their music sorry go on so you, no, but you're number one. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if you fuck. think no, number one is two hundred and fifty thousand, imagine what it is at forty. It's probably ten. like ten or twenty thousand sales. But I think the skins got in the top forty with yeah. their records. Yeah. It's not a lot at all. It doesn't take because like, no fucker is buying music anymore. That's so it's, it's relatively did L- London easy. get anywhere? Do you know, we never registered it for the charts. I no. at one point tried to estimate how many we'd sold, and it was doing all right. It was quite a lot. Yeah. Do you reckon you could have? I brought it like twenty thousand times. You need, you need, you need the hit like in one yeah, week. That's yeah. that's what you need. If you spread sure. it out across, because you know, I think we sold. We probably sold quite a lot. Digital. But it has to be within that. You know, that would have been across like four years or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the bulk of that would have been in the first. But we were a band that sold a lot on on tour. Yeah, yeah, totally. So like, yeah, I think bands. Probably, that's how you do. Probably wouldn't have broken the top. Uh, mm few hundred yeah it was a decent number in the end I guess like I don't Mm. know what it would be now but um but then there's a lot of bands that I reckon probably sell shitloads of records I bet Cynic sell a lot of records I bet Mm -hmm. yeah I bet Bangers sell a lot of records you know but it's just spread out across all their touring yeah totally yeah sure um yeah man there should be some recognition for that yeah, and end of the year chart. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, no, you should do like a delays like punk chart, so it's like over four years. <laughs> <laughs> I feel we've had this conversation before. No, I had a bit of deja vu about that. We've been in this room before, dude. We have been this podcast, yeah, before. definitely. With a member of Myland as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had James, who's now playing with a podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. He was a good guest. I haven't listened to that one. I, I need to. Yeah, I recommend it. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Oh, he, he says some awful things about you. Oh, yeah, that's true. So be prepared. <laughs> 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 
Anyway, I think that's it for tonight. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming. Thanks thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Cheers for coming. We hope you had fun. Um, Buenas noches. Has anyone ever told you before you look a bit like uh, Mark Duplass? Who's that? He's uh, he's a famous actor and director. I'm guessing no, but no, yeah, like, yeah, you don't know who he is. Yeah, but, no, um, uh, but I don't he know. He do look a bit like a, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you know, he's a good-looking he guy, and he's very he's very talented guy as well. Um, yeah, that he's made that, yeah. made a, made a bunch of good movies, and uh, he's a good actor. Well, I'll take that. Thanks. Well done, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's anyway. what I've been working towards my, my whole life. Yeah. Well, you know, if your music career ever tanks, you can double as. Yeah, you could show up at parties as uh, Mark Duplass. Like open open yeah. shopping centres. <laughs> <laughs>